Robert Sarver is, this was his last year. He is the third, I hate to use the term, he is the third least wealthy. I was going to say poorest. (laughs) 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 He is the third billionaire. I hope that's not recording. No, it's 100% going to gonna be. It's, I might have to cut that off. The way it works is it'll probably, you'll probably just hear like ding and then it'll start the podcast because it, 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 was, it doesn't connect, like it won't catch all of it, but just a little bit. Ding is actually a cool way to start the podcast. Ding. I'm, like, if I'm it just, does, just start it. Just start it right yeah, there. If, just it, does. <laughs> if like it doesn't, if it doesn't cut this whole thing out. Yeah, no, start. Don't let none of this is relevant. I, I don't want to give anybody this, this All extra detail. Oh man, how are you guys doing? It's so it's what a sleepy day it is. It's a sleepy. Really day. is. It's it's raining like crazy in both cities. It's crazy. It's just gray happens. skies. I love it. I was talking about skies and red eyes. I love when it rains. Like country album. Oh, interesting. From crying or from weed? Yes. Got it. <laughs> It's a country album, so you have to have sad songs. I, I love rainy days because it like all I think about all day is like all the things I could have gotten done. And I just like get really jazzed about how productive I could have been. <laughs> oh man, if it wasn't for the fact that it was raining, I could have you know oh, man, done I've my done laundry. So many things. Ugh, would have gone to the grocery store, got that chicken I wanted to get. Oh well, I guess tacos it is. Taco Bell. I yeah. ventured out last night in the thunderstorm to get some stuff from Target, which is, I don't know, a 12-minute walk from my apartment, and that was fucking miserable. Oh, yeah. That's a huge mistake. Otherwise, yesterday I spent all day in bed uh, watching you yesterday. I haven't watched it yet. I've been watching Succession for like the last two days, Um, but I I do need to watch you. Are you, such a, are, are you such a weird sense? Like, I get because it's the TV show, but, like, it's such a... I'm sure that they did that on purpose, because they be like, oh, what are you watching? I'm watching you. Watching you, yeah. <laughs> it sounds creepy, and so the show's about... You know what? You're probably right, man. actually. So You're probably right. Like, that's good marketing. And yeah. congratulations on that one. You're probably right. I've only seen two episodes of that show. I was just like, okay, I get what this is. I don't want to keep watching it, though. Yeah, yeah it's not I really a not... You, uh, you show, to tell yeah. you the truth. No. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, does not keep my attention. No. I was just like, no, yeah, I get it. I get why people like this, but it's well, not, everybody, not keep watching. Everybody that talked to me about it was, of course, like almost exclusively women, and they were like, yeah, like I got three episodes in, and I'm like, this is too real, so I'm going to stop watching it. And then I watched it with my ex, and I was just like, kind of into the storyline, <laughs> like... Like I kind of want them to fall in love, but also it's crazy creepy. And then like, yeah, it's just see uh, the only people I know that have that have watched the show are, are women, and they're all like, they're like, no, I really have enjoyed watching it. And they're like, it gets boring after a while, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this anymore. And then they're like, I guess I'll stick it out just till the end. And when they and then do, it picks like, up, oh, and I want to keep watching and then it, it picks again. Up. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly. That's what what it they kept, they're it's, like, it's one of those shows. It's one of those kind of shows, and I was like, eh, I'm not. I don't feel like it. Yeah, I'll I wait. Looking, I'll wait until it does like six seasons and it has a terrible ending and everyone gets upset and they're like, "Oh, yeah. what was the point?" Yeah, Succession's been good. I was actually kind of surprised at how much I liked it. After the first two episodes, I was bored as hell and I'm like, Ugh, "I don't know if I can do this." And then everybody kept telling me, to "I, stay, I can't." Stay with I'm gonna it. be honest. I cannot stand people that say like, "Oh, yeah, I watched like the first episode or two of this acclaimed show and didn't didn't get into it and then just quit watching it." Like, 
Dude, fuck. Every fu- the, the Wire is considered one of the best shows of all time. Sure. And the first season sucks. It's so boring and slow. And yet you have to stick it out because like they have people and plot lines and characters and all that shit to introduce. So it drives me to say I'm glad you powered through. I'm not this is not a I'm not coming <laughs> at you. I'm coming at the people who watch kind of. like one episode or something. They're like, mm, I don't know. It wasn't really for I, me. Shut the I fuck mean, up. I, Give it a fucking I was like real that, chance. I was like that with Mad Men. I think I got to season two and then I was just like, I'm just bored. I'm okay, bored. Okay, now this is at you. Mad yeah. Men is incredible. <laughs> I figured. I again. I've I, never seen an episode. I've seen. I've seen the first season. I got to season two, and then I just. I don't know. I just lost interest. And then like same thing with like. Listen, I know that The Sopranos is objectively one of the greatest oh, shows of all stop time. Stop talking. Let's start the podcast. I have You're, done. I was only, You're done. I was You're done. only able to get through the first season. You're done. You're done. It just I don't didn't grab me. I'm going to keep trying. It. I'm going to keep going back to it. But yeah, I just. I, just, I know. Just I'm some move on. I'm embarrassed. I'm like. I'm embarrassed. You know what? Here, here's something that's kind of embarrassing for me. And I do know it's a good show. I have enjoyed the. I've only seen like two or three episodes, and I have enjoyed it, but never got around to finishing it or starting it because the episodes I saw were like in season three. Uh, Breaking Bad, very good show. Never actually seen all of it. Oh wow! That's I've watched a couple random episodes here and there. And I was just like, man, this show's fucking good. One day I'm going to watch this. And this just has never happened. It was and I really weird. do want to watch that show. It's a show that I legitimately am like, I want to just sit down and watch. Never started it. I got to do yeah. it one day. It's I'm one of those shows too where you can plunge. like watch it once and like you don't really have to go back to it. Like it's not a show that I would ever like rewatch. I'm, um, I'm not going to say anything, but you know I'm upset. <laughs> you live it. <laughs> just not happy right now. I get it. He really is. He's not happy with us. But what I can you do? It. Oh well, that's yeah. the NBA. It's the NBA experience. Yep. Tag gets mad as Jay and I talk about a bunch of stuff that he's like, I can't believe these are their opinions. These are all uh-huh. things that bring me so much joy. I watched The Sopranos like three <clears throat> times in the last year. I've seen yeah, The Sopranos need, quite I a lot to. actually. I, 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 I like that to. show because I want to watch the movie, but I want to get the references, so I need to catch up. The movie was like really bad so no yeah like really really bad uh, uh, no. a, who's sucks. a comedian i don't remember who it was a comedian i follow though had had said he's like i'm hurrying up and and watching all of the sopranos so i can also appreciate how terrible the movie was <laughs> shit that sucks <laughs> it's it's like it's like objectively terrible like i Ugh. didn't find a single redeeming thing about it it that was sucks terrible is probably too harsh but it was I Very bet you, underwhelming. I bet you, Jay, if you watch it without it being like without understanding, right? Like it's like a standalone thing. Like I it's might probably enjoy like it. that was actually a pretty fun movie. Like it's an okay movie. I bet you it's like at best an okay. Is it boring? You know, that's always Bob and I's thing for the true mark of a terrible film. Is it boring? It's not boring. It's just there's so much like shoehorned in. There's like a weird racial plot that I'm like mm, feels like you guys kind of ham this in because all like the racial tensions and stuff that have been going on in the world, which like, obviously those are real, but like it felt very like forced in there. Like it was like, Oh, we're going to add this to the movie now because of the things going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, I like, I, I, I don't know. It like, Part of me feels like if they did like a 10 episode mini series, it might have been okay. But like, there were just so many random things that I was like, okay, this really didn't need to be like, this doesn't add anything. But like, there's just like so many random weird plot threads and like some that didn't get resolved, some that I was like, who gives a fuck about this? Like, a ton of stuff. Like, it just wasn't good. Yeah. 
Oh, well. You know what is good? The podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk shit. Welcome to NBA. Yay. That is this podcast. We're back. I'm your host, Nikki. Yay. Good job. I'm your host, Nikki Keelis, a.k.a. Kyle Kuzco. Oh, I fucked it up. Kyle Kuzcover. <laughs> oh, I don't like the way. I, th- I thought you were going to do like that, like that, that Maccabee guy. Kuskumba. I thought, I thought Kuskumba. you were going to do it like that. I thought that would have been better, but you said Cumber, and I was just like, oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah, I guess that's true. Kuskumba is a good uh, one. I like Kuskumba. that. That's a good punch up. Kuskumba. <laughs> that's a good punch up. And that was a good punch up from my co host, the brother from the same mother. Make a breast taste butter. Uh, hi, guys. It's me, Jay, a.k.a. Davion Michelin Star, because he is a. Well, we'll get into this later. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. And the guy who uh, has seen pretty much everything TV wise and is upset with a lot of our thoughts about the fact that we just haven't finished watching any of them it's our brother with Les melon and tad what's up it's tad i don't have an aka today because i've been so depressed by this weather anything that brings me joy has really <laughs> been a focal point of mine so we need to i'm just kidding i've actually everybody. been good i just didn't think of an aka today so it's all right it is raining again way too much at all of us but here's something that's going to make everybody happy it's the Nikki Kilo's random stack quiz. Love it. I really appreciate your inconsistency with the theme music. Yeah, the intros this segment. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I used to I used to tell Bob like I was like if I ever if I ever was a creator of a show we wouldn't actually have a theme song it would just be like random tracks every single time over the credits and he was like that's how you get a show canceled. Um, <laughs> so the NBA season obviously just just got kicking off this past week. Uh, in the season opener against the New York Knicks, Jalen Brown had scored 46 points, uh, the most this season in a loss by a player. He also, it was his career high as well as the high in a opener for the Celtics. So that's pretty cool. And in a double overtime loss to the Knicks. But can you tell me what NBA player has the most points ever in a loss and how many points those were? Oh, boy. Most points ever in any loss, not like in an opening day loss. Nope, just any loss. Not that that's gonna like help me narrow down my search. I'm just asking for clarification. Um, I'm gonna go regular season or playoffs. Regular season. I'm gonna go LeBron has has the most points in a loss, and I'm gonna say he had 48. Okay. I'm gonna go with MJ 55. Okay, you're both wrong. LeBron's sure. not even in the top 25. MJ is in it. Of course. I'm going to need you guys to think more points, and that's all I'm going to give you now. More points, and then there's something else to that. Okay, good. I want to go. I'm going to go. When you said there's something more to it, I'm going to go Wilt Chamberlain, 62. And Jay? I hate that we're doing that, but yeah, he's probably right. It's probably Will Chamberlain. Fucking Will Chamberlain. I'm gonna go Elgin Baylor. Ooh, good choice. Elgin Baylor. Good choice. Seventy points. No, Elgin. wait, wait, wait. Devin Booker, seventy points. Jay, you're closer. Fuck. With seventy, but technically it was Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain when he scored sixty two is on this list, but number one all time, he scored seventy eight points. I can't believe I didn't That's remember prepo- that. I forgot that Devin Booker scored seventy. I forgot about that. Yeah, he scored I mean, I remember, I I remember he scored seventy, but I forgot that they lost that game. That was in my a good thought call. process. In my thought process, I was like, they'll remember the Devin Booker one and they'll think that's number one, but they still end up losing out to Wilt. 
I'm proud of myself for remembering. I yeah, I mean, I remember that Devin Booker scored 70 points. I totally forgot that they lost that game because like it's one of those things where you you they like celebrate it, they take pictures and shit. It's hard to think about like oh yeah, a guy scored 70 fucking points in a game and lost. (laughs) Yeah, so it was 78 points uh, against the Lakers in 1961. 63 minutes played by Will Chamberlain. It was a game that went overtime, and that's how he gets 78. There it is. Uh, That's, I mean, he is also, if I'm being honest, it's got a top 25 on this list. He is not on here 11 times. Every other time it's him. (laughs) Fucking Will Chamberlain. He ruins everything, (laughs) man. David Thompson is is second place all time, 73 points. Oh, interesting. Then it goes to... Go I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. No, no, Go, go, go. No, I was going to say, then it goes to Wilt again uh, at 72. Devin Booker's fourth all-time and then uh, tied fourth all-time with Wilt Chamberlain for 70 as well. So that's like the top five. When you said, and there's one other thing, I was like, it's an old player. It's got to right, be an yeah. old player. That <laughs> yeah. was like my yeah, immediate I should, thought. I, I was going to say both and I was like, nah, I don't want to. I was like, I, I got to get better at just like slight hints. I should have just said more points. But yeah, that's a that's a little interesting tidbit. Michael Jordan uh, and Devin Booker are tied for the most on this list. They're both on here twice. And George Gervin did in the least amount of minutes. Played thirty three minutes, scored sixty three points in a loss to the New Orleans Jazz. Jeez, efficient, Pretty impressive. Yeah, Jay, I, I I honestly was kicking myself when you threw Elgin Baylor out there. That was a good call. But will yeah. like when you think of old players that scored a ton of points, you think yeah. of the guy who scored a hundred in a single game. So oh, will is the first player that. Yeah. Comes to mind. What if Always. they would have lost? What, what if game? they would? I was just thinking that. What if they would have <laughs> lost that fucking game? Oh my god, I would have loved it. That would have been so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, it would have yeah. been insane. Hey, did you hear Will went for a hundred last night? Oh wow, did they win? No, they lost one hundred and two no, to a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get that last one. Huh? Oh well. All right, uh, let's start off here with a, a different kind of big man, a big man that's not getting paid. The Phoenix Suns have decided to not give an extension to DeAndre Ayton. The Kings also did not give one to Marvin Bagley, uh, which I did not expect them to. I'm surprised he still is on that team. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the – let's talk about the people who have received extensions and didn't receive extensions. It's primarily the fact that Aiton, a guy who you know definitely helped the Suns get to the finals last year, didn't, didn't receive his extension. Uh, Ted, let's hear it from you first. <sighs> okay. This is um, – I have, I have some feelings on this. DeAndre Ayton deserves an extension. DeAndre Ayton likely does not deserve a max contract. And this is the conundrum in today's NBA is if you have a like pretty good to like, if you, if you have like a borderline star player in today's league, you are pretty much at this point forced to give them a max contract because somebody else will. And if that player does not ultimately live up to that max contract, congratulations, you've hamstrung your team for the next four or five seasons because you're paying a fuckload of your salary cap money to a guy who is frankly not deserving of it. So it's this weird double-edged sword. Now, having said that, Aiton is probably not a max player, but given that you've got Devin Booker locked up and you have, like, I mean, you've got a star wing 
uh, who DeAndre Ayton, by all accounts, plays pretty well with, and DeAndre Ayton is looking like he's like continuing to make strides in like the player development area. It feels like to me you probably should have extended him for the max, even though I don't necessarily think he's deserving of the max. Um, he's going to continue to get better. The Suns are legitimate contenders, so to me, you try to keep that team together and build around your young star players. Um, what do I know? I'm not an NBA GM and probably never will be unless something crazy happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... It's it's just this weird thing that like it, it's hard to reconcile and I do think that given some like things like that given obviously the Ben Simmons situation boys buckle up cuz whenever that CBA expires we are headed for a fucking lockout. Yeah, yeah, I, probably. I uh I don't know. I trust CJ McCollum. Um I hear I have a lot of thoughts on this. So I, I don't think I don't disagree with Tad. I uh, be in the sense that like DeAndre Ayton last year was absolutely his so it was interesting, like last year was his coming out season, even though statistically he actually had a, a worse season than he had the two prior seasons. Um, if you remember in his second season, he got popped for steroids. So he actually missed most of the season because he got popped. His rookie season, he showed some really promising signs. I think he was like a 16 point per game scorer in his rookie season. Um, he's off to a pretty rough start this year so far. I mean, it's only through three games, but like he's off to a pretty rough start. I think to Tad's point, if I was to play devil's advocate, like I would argue that Mikal Bridges is very much in the same vein as DeAndre Aiden in terms of like their career progression, and they just maxed out Mikal Bridges. So like I don't disagree that like when you look at DeAndre Aiden, I feel like you have to max that guy because he is your number one overall pick. He is a a, a budding like a, like a burgeoning star. He's like what twenty one maybe like young dude twenty two twenty three. Okay, twenty three. Um, coming off of his best career season overall, you have to max that guy. This is just another case where we thought maybe, just maybe, Robert Sarver wasn't going to be a cheap ass, and he decided to do it with like his his fucking franchise center, which is a weird move. Like, I, and again, Mikal Bridges in the league that exists today, like to have a guy who can be a three and D wing, like. He was really, really solid for them last year. To max him out, that makes sense. You lock him up next to Devin Booker. You give you know some perimeter defense. He can stretch the floor. He does a lot for you. Guard multiple positions. Cool. DeAndre Ayton 100% helped them get to the finals last year. And if it wasn't for the fact that he was basically the only center on the roster, they probably win the championship last year. Like, obviously, Giannis did Giannis shit. But, like, Ayton was a real problem in the playoffs. And like you now have an advantage compared to some of the other teams in the NBA, you gotta lock that guy up. Like why, why, why be stingy with your number one overall draft pick center, the kid that went to college in your state? Like the the stars aligned, yeah. And you you give the, you give your three and D wing a max contract, and then you get stingy with your center. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I agree. That's a very well. Like why why to, yeah. why the I, comment I mean, like that why came squeeze out, now like why squeeze the, the budget now? The comment that came out was they said it wasn't pricing; it was years. That's what they had said. See, but that to me is dumb. Which, too. He's twenty three. He's he's younger than Mikael Bridges. They gave Mikael Bridges yeah. four years. So I'm like, yeah, why don't you just give him four? And and I agree with you, Jay. Where it's like, I think a bulk of the reason that that you have to say like to give him said max is because of how great of a run he had in the playoffs. Well, like, this look, is playoff they, money at this. They point. also they just they just fucking maxed out Chris Paul. He's 40. Yep. Like, I mean, he's not 40 yet, but he's going to be. Like, by the time the contract's over, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be 40. Like, at the end of it. So you max out that guy? 
versus your the guy you drafted number one overall over Luca? That's crazy to me. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. It's just it's Robert Sarver making really weird money decisions. It, interesting. That's just his I mean, thing. Uh, Robert Sarver is. This was as of last year. He is the third. I hate to use the term. He is the third least wealthy. I was going to say poorest. (laughs) (laughs) He is the third billionaire. The third. He's not a billionaire. He has a net worth of $400 million. Uh, Fucking failure. Wow, that's actually not that much. He is the third. Well, the the son's owner is the fuck was last time you had a couple million? You want to go my way? Relative to like ownership, like four hundred million is not a lot of like money for like net worth. That's really low. If it's Phoenix, it, it, you know, it's Arizona. He is yeah. he's the Cheap third uh, out of like all the major sports. He is third um, to last. Then it's Mark Davis, and then the uh, Spurs owner, or maybe he flipped those. I can't remember, but that's like that. Those are the bottom three. The Spurs, the Spurs owner has is the net worth of like two hundred million. The Bus family only has Mark a net Davis, worth of huh? like six hundred million. Huh. It's wild. Interesting. Now, we're obviously not counting team value into their net worth because every NBA team is valued at over a billion dollars right. now. Easily. But yeah. still. Especially that team now. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Like Robert Sarver's got a, he's got a history of this. Like he did the same thing with the seven seconds or less sons. Like, you know, he traded away Joe Johnson to be like, you know, budget friendly and then Joe Johnson goes on to be a fucking all-star like if you keep that guy on that team that's probably a championship team like he's been doing this for years where he just like he gets cheap and this was the first offseason we were like oh he paid Chris Paul and they maxed out Devin Booker and they paid Mikel Bridges like I guess they're gonna they're probably gonna go into the luxury tax and they're gonna they're gonna pay Aiton and then this was like the weird one to be like nah this is where we stopped the book I'd really like to I mean, I don't want him to be this terrible of a person, but I wouldn't be upset if all this shit that's coming out about Sarver was uh, true and they forced him to sell the fucking team to somebody who cares. That's the one thing. I just, I can't get behind owners who don't give a fuck about their teams. Like, I realize that owning a professional sports team for, like, billionaires is like running up the score. You know, it's that thing where, like, oh, well, I own a professional, I bought a mega yacht. Well, I own a professional sports team. You know, it's that thing. But, like, at the same time, like, god damn, I fucking hate cheap owners. I hate it. It drives me insane. Um, it's like, look, man, if you're going to own this fucking team, like, put a competitive product on the floor, you know? But yeah. I guess uh, until Suns fans quit going to games, like, nothing's going to change. So it's just like the – it's like it's why Chicago sports teams, no offense, uh, for the most part will yeah. never be, like, really all that competitive because, like, guess what? Chicago sports fans are idiots and loyal. No offense. And uh, <laughs> they, they fucking go to all the games even when the teams are bad. So it's like, well, okay, you're still going to give us revenue, so who gives a shit about putting a competitive product on the floor? You know, it doesn't matter how many times you say no offense if you're being offensive. So just like, you know, Jay, you're an asshole. No offense. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm glad you're getting. Now I'm glad you're getting it. There you go. Perfect. Um, I was gonna ask really quick, if the if if not the Suns, then who for Aiden? Where's Aiden going? He's not going anywhere. He's going. I don't think he's he's staying in Phoenix. But they're doing with him what the Bulls did with Jimmy Butler a couple years ago. What the Hawks did with John Collins last year, like. There, this is like a show me year. Like you want an extension, show us. Like let's let's put out let's. And also too, they're they're kind of sort of banking on him having a down year so they can justify paying him less. Like it's a gamble. It's a yeah. gamble, and like it's it's a dick move. I hope DeAndre Ayton fucking dunks on them and like gets max max like where they have to match oh, another team's offer. Oh yeah, I hope I hope they do like what like what uh, 
Like Mark Cuban used to do this a lot. Yeah, where he would just offer Mavs. offer players like outrageous contracts, and the other team would be like, "Well, fuck, we can't afford to lose them. Guess we're gonna match that fucking contract." Exactly. Um, yep. and, the uh, like the Rockets did it for a while with like Omar Ashik and fucking Jeremy Lin, were like the poison pill contracts. Is yeah, like, they got they got four million. It didn't year, work for them. Five million a year, eighteen million in the third yeah. year contract. <laughs> the thing with the Rockets is they did it so many times and it never worked in their favor. Like they they would offer shit and then it would be like. The Knicks were like, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, and they're like, we're not going to oh, offer that. You could have that. Shit. Well, I guess we have Jeremy <laughs> Lin now. <laughs> this does. Uh... Omar Hashik, starting center. I go, All right. Well, okay. I guess that's it. Hashik and destroy, my friend. I, I loved him. I really did. Uh, so did I. This does like kind of behoove like a larger conversation, which is like NBA contracts, frankly, like are getting a little out of hand. Um, like you've got multiple players making $40 million a year, which like good for them. I'm not going to hate it on anybody for getting that money, but at the same time, like now we've got, I mean, I know we don't have this on the rundown and I know we could probably talk about this ad nauseum, but like Ben Simmons signed a five-year fucking contract. You signed a fucking contract, like play your fucking contract. Like that shit is starting to get like ridiculous where like I'm all power to the players, but at the same time there comes a point where like do what Kevin Durant did. Sign two plus one deals. Do what LeBron has done for yeah. a number of years. Sign long, nah, short-term deals if you want more. Like that stopped a while it, ago, though. There's only but, like but the, the stars, star, star players are doing. Which that. I get, but like here's the thing: if you want to bank on yourself and you don't, you think maybe I don't want to be there in a couple years and sign a shorter fucking contract. But if you want long-term security, like if you get hurt, the team still has to pay you that money. All NBA contracts are guaranteed, so you're getting paid that money no matter what. So just fucking show up and play. Like I hate to say shit like that, but like it's starting to. I'm just. Like it fucks small market teams. It makes mm-hmm. the NBA less competitive. All it does is just create stupid, unnecessary drama. Like I don't give a fuck about Ben Simmons, but like I have to talk about this because I do a fucking NBA podcast. So like, I don't know. It's it's just like, and I realize that like some the teams are are in some ways to blame because they're giving away these contracts like they're fucking candy. Like they're terrible contracts. But at the same, the Lakers. What's the market, so bro? It's not. It's not about bad yeah. contracts. It's the market. That's that's what I'm saying though. Like it's 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 like there's a a weird. I don't know what the solution necessarily is, but like, um, I don't know. It's just like the. It, it's just there's there's we're gonna have a lockout i mean that this is the, all this stuff is going to cause a lockout like that it's going to happen like i agree with you i do i trust cj mccollum uh, but Kyrie is one of the vice presidents of the players association so fucking good luck getting that fucking whack job to sign off on anything yeah but cj's the president cj's level-headed and he's got yeah. final say or i don't yeah. really know how the i mean presidency it's works a democracy so it's not like yeah. it's not like cj says that it goes like his cj's get his vote is two points everyone else is just one that's all it is. I don't actually know what that means. If that's true or whatever. But um. yeah, I mean, still, like I just, I mean, I'm bracing myself for a. a it'll be. A, we'll we'll do a podcast. It's NBA, the year without basketball. Yeah, I mean that's when we're going to go back into more woe, <laughs> or we'll yeah. have more conversations we'll like hear. this. The NBA turned seventy five uh, this year. Getting getting up there in the years, uh, and they released their uh, NBA seventy five list, the best seventy five players ever. And I want to know. Everyone already has their opinions. Let's hear y'all's. Who do you think that? What do you think they got wrong? I mean, we Who texted about J- it. Yeah, Jago for. I, and I will say this: like during our our little text thread, I mentioned that like Dwight definitely got screwed over. There's yep. no doubt about it. That's the only one that's one we, egregious. That's it's, the one that's pretty that, bad. Likewise, I feel like I'm like, how the fuck is he not in like, there? If you look at, and I will say this, I'm going to take back what I said about Carmelo being less deserving than Dwight. 
he did just like he's in he's the ninth all time leading scorer in NBA history. Like you can't take that away from him. Like yeah, he was one of the top ten players in the NBA for a really really long time. Um, but no playoff success. Never made it to the championship. No MVPs. Like Dwight had an eight year stretch where he went to the finals. He was an MVP candidate. He won four Defensive Player of the Years. Like he was the most if like just dominant center in the league for like an eight year period. Like yeah. Multiple, multiple, multiple first team all NBAs. Like the fact that that guy's not on the all like the all time seventy five is pretty ridiculous. I think some of the other names that were out there, like, you know, people were like, Oh, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, like Grant Hill, Penny Hardaway. Ne- none of those guys had the same I level of like any of them. longevity and like long term success as as like Dwight did. And like some of these other guys, like, oh, what about Kyrie? What about Clay? It's the same shit, man. Like, we're talking about the seventy five greatest players of all time. Like Clay there are people with like it's crazy. The Clay Thompson stuff is fucking laughable. I'm sorry. It's crazy. I like Clay Thompson. It's crazy. But as a top 75, it, these are the best 75 NBA players of all, all time? fucking time. Of That's insane. All fucking time. And you want to put Clay fucking Thompson on that list? Do you guys think AD belongs on that list? Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. I think, I legit think you could take AD out and throw in. Uh, uh, Dwight Howard. I'd be comfortable with that. That's I'm I'd be fine. okay with really that. Fine. Like from as far as accolades. Now I think too. Like, cause did Luca make the list? Luca didn't make the list. No, Luca. Damian Lillard did. Which I think he deserves it. I think he absolutely deserves it. Um, look at, I'm gonna look up the whole list real quick. Yeah, I'm pulling it up myself. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember everybody's fucking name on that list. All right, I'm gonna run through it real quick. I got Ray Allen, Mello, Elgin Baylor, Dave Bing, Kobe. Billy Cunningham, Steph Curry, AD, Dave DeBusher, LeBron James, Jason Kidd, Kawhi, Dame, Pete Maravich. Pete Maravich, I think, might maybe probably doesn't deserve to be Pete on the Pete Maravich changed the game. Yeah. 1,000% deserves it. Changed the game. Changed the game. Bob McAdoo, Bob McAdoo, Reggie Miller, Earl Monroe, Shaq, GP, Paul Pierce, Rodman, which is an interesting one, uh, Dolph Shays, D Wade, Russ. Uh, Lenny Wilkins, Dominique Wilkins, Paul Arizon, Rick Barry, Larry Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, Clyde Drexler, Tim Duncan, Pat Ewing, Walt Frazier, Garnett, John Havlicek, AI, Magic Johnson, Sam Jones, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Robert Parrish, who is another one who you could argue probably doesn't need to be on this list anymore. Like, even when the 50 came out, you're like, Robert Parrish, huh? Like, yeah, he won a lot of championships with the Celtics, but like, it wasn't like he was like an MVP candidate. Like, like, Maybe some all NBA teams and like all defense teams, but See, Robert Parrish, I think, was like he was like part of that crew, which is why he's on this list. But I don't know that he's like seventy five greatest of all time. He Robert Parrish is a guy who suffers for two reasons. He played on some all time great teams, but was never the guy. But if you'd have put, if you'd have taken him out of Boston and put him anywhere else, he would have been a perennial twenty five and like fifteen player. But that's played, probably fair. He played alongside Kevin McHale. He played alongside Larry Bird and like some really talented teams. And also, I mean, the guy played like. Like he played a long, played fucking a long time. time. He really like, did. Yeah. He, he does suffer. I think a Nine little time bit. All star, two time All NBA. But like in the guys, like in his like, I was looking at his stats the other day, and I don't have him right in front of me. But like in his like year fifteen or like sixteen season, he was still grabbing like ten boards. Look. He was grabbing like right ten here. boards a night. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I'll keep going through the list. Uh, CP three, Scotty, Bill Sharman. Don't know who the fuck that is. No idea. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, Nate Thurman, Wes Unseld, Bill Walton, also another one that at this point you could argue maybe doesn't need to be on this list anymore. Um, I think we just remember him so highly from those Blazers days, but like, 
it was such a small window. And yes, he won a championship. That was awesome. Like MVP only candidate. A, only ever person to be MVP and six man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh Jerry West, James Worthy. Like another longevity thing. He played yeah, for a long time. Kind of. Uh Kareem, Giannis, Nate Archibald, Barkley, Kuzi, Dave Collins, KD, Dr. J, George Irvin, Hal Greer, James Harden, Alvin Hayes, Jerry Lucas, Moses Malone, Kevin McHale, George Mikan, Steve Nash, Dirk, Hakeem, Bob Pettit, Willis Reed, Oscar Robertson, David Robertson, Bill Russell, and then John Stockton. Yeah, truly, uh, get rid of AD, put Dwight Howard in there, and I think that one's, outside of that, it's okay to me. Uh, also, Tad, it was his 15th season. He was averaging 10.6 rebounds a game. Nerd. Yeah, see? Like 1990-91 season. His first season was 76-77. He was also an all-star that year. So, like, yeah. I mean, that guy did it for a long time. And also, here's the thing, man. There's a couple, like you said, like Bill Walton, maybe Robert Parrish, like maybe there were maybe another guy or two that you named there that like you're like, ah, I don't know, but like who the fuck are you going to put in, man? Like I don't know that there's any players. Well, that, like- and, and that's my thing. Like I think some of the names that were out there, like there was really only – yeah, I think the only names where you're just like, I can't believe that these that he got left off is I think Dwight is the only one. Like, you know, some of this other stuff, like like a lot of people were out there for Vince Carter and like Vince Carter was so exciting I and so much no, fun, Vince but he Carter's just didn't have the level of like longevity time. and like the level of like success in his NBA career. Well, he did have Same longevity, thing. just not success I mean, wise. And we've talked about this in the past. Yeah, that's fair. We talked about this in the past, but like you could argue that T Mac had a better career than him. Like peak wise. I think T Mac had a better career than Vince Carter. I think people just remember Vince yeah. Carter more fondly, with just like more fondly with more affinity, just because like his dunks and all the other shit. Like that period and in he, Toronto he just was like kept on playing. Yeah, and he played for a really long time. But like you could argue that T Mac had a higher peak. Like some people were talking about like Penny Hardaway. Like there were some other names out there. We're just like, ah, oh, I can't believe nah. they didn't put this person. Surely it was the Dwight Howard's the only one. I think Outside so of that one, I don't think anybody else. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think that was the only one. Like they were like they really missed it. I'll say this too. Two other players that uh, I was reading this literally the other day because uh, I, I didn't want to look through the whole list and I just googled to see if they were on there. But or I googled to see if one guy was on there and I read an article about both <coughs> of those players. Feel like uh, no Chris Bosh is one that I think. Like I mean, I realize his career was unfortunately cut short, but also, yeah. If you're gonna put Rodman on there, I think you got to fucking put Chris Bosh on there. Rodman definitely is a head scratcher. I love him well, so much. Rob, Robin, what two time Defensive Player of the Year, two time Defensive Player of the Year, multiple championships, multiple championships, the greatest rebounder, like undisputed greatest rebounder in NBA history. Like that I think that's, alone, and I think that's what it is. That alone, like he I is also, the best person to do the thing that he does in NBA history. Yeah, two time All Star. Yeah, that go for him. Here's another uh, two-time one, All-Star, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, eight-time All-Defense, five-time champ, seven-time total rebound champ. Yeah. I mean, the best ever to rebound, like, in the history of the NBA. Yeah, How about uh, Noah Alonzo Morning? Eh. Same kind greatest of thing. I would, put, I would put him in the He's same, the like... Meme. Yeah. I would put him in the same, like... I would put him in, like, the Penny Hardaway category. Like, great, but not that great. So maybe... Not, like, maybe maybe for Maybe in 25 years for the 100... Maybe. The, hundred, the, the nah. NBA 100, maybe they make those. Because I also think in 25 years, there might be like some other crazy stuff that makes other people that are currently playing or are about to join the league be a part of that list. Uh, yeah. 
You never know. That, that, so that that gif that Alonzo Mourning is famous for, where he's like shaking his head and then just kind of shrugs and he's like, "Well, uh, I was listening to he was on somebody's podcast and I was listening to um, to that and uh, he they talked about that and it was basically it was that year that they played Michael Jordan in the like the Bulls in the playoffs in like the first round or something and they were like you know they was like Chicago was like the one seed and I think they were the eight seed but they were like you know what we're gonna like we're gonna stop Michael and then Michael went for like 52 in like the first game and that was his reaction <laughs> to like that was what his reaction was to he was like I was sitting on the bench it was just like well <laughs> <laughs> wow and you could you could feel that whole like thought process in his face and that gif it's that, a, that is a, the most relatable gif like that gif you can send at, like to so many like in response like everybody has had that reaction in their life where yeah they're just like god damn it well i guess that's so kind of what i expected so longtime listener of the pot alonzo morning you have that going for you nba 75 <laughs> list no greatest gif uh let's move on to a couple more reactions but not about a list about the first week of the nba let's talk about one team or player you were impressed with and one team or player you were disappointed with in this first week uh jay let's let's go impressed first um i'm gonna go with my aka um davion mitchell as advertised like early on he's gotten some matchups against some of the most high-profile offensive players in the NBA, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry, like some real dudes, and is putting the clamps on these guys. Not only that, but like a lot of people were concerned if the stroke was going to like carry over and if he was going to be able to continue his shooting like he did in college. Because I think he shot like 43% from three last year, which was like, it was definitely an outlier. Like if you look at the rest of his career and he's not like blowing the world away right now, but he is, you know, he's averaging nine points a game. Uh, I'm just trying to pull up his shooting stats right now. He's shooting 36% from the field. Not great. 21% from three terrible, but the defense is fun. And he's just like a spark plug. I just really like watching him. Like I really like watching him. He like, he feels like a, um, like uh, a Marcus smart. Great defense, not great offensive yet, but you know, if he works on it, Marcus Smart's been able to do some great stuff. It's, it is very much a guy who's like a energy off the, off the bench. Uh, I think he has been playing very well. Uh, Tad, any, any, what you got going for you that you've been not really sort of a specific player, but also in line with the, uh, like, like it's more of a team, but also a player on that team. But like, I, I was pretty high on the Bulls in the uh, in the preseason show we did, um, and I've been really impressed. Now, granted, they played the Pistons twice, twice so sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, let's not they are fucking currently up ninety five eighty five on the Raptors. Yes, uh, they are. I, I, I actually have that game on my as monitor I, right now. Um, but uh, yeah, um, so impressed with the Bulls so far. Um, I'm, I'd like to continue to be impressed. I almost bought season tickets this year. I was this close to pulling the trigger wow. on like 300 level season tickets, and I decided not to. And now I'm really regretting it because the price is definitely going to go up next year, and I'm going to be like, you should have oh, fucking yeah. bought them before they had any expectations. Um, <laughs> but you know, I digress. You you live and you learn. They say. Um, now, having said that. Uh, Lonzo Ball, man, his stats are like through through three games, and he's actually he's having a really good night tonight. I think he's got like eighteen or nineteen or something. And uh, yeah. 
He's having a really good night tonight, but his stats for the season so far, again, three games, are pretty in line with his career averages. But that guy also just looks like he looks comfortable. He looks like he's leading that fucking team, and I fucking love it. I told you guys I bought his goddamn jersey, and my order got canceled because they were out of stock. Like, I'm pissed. A lot of balls. I lot bought of ball that before the season now. started. I was, I was ready to go. I am fully on board the Lonzo train. The thing I love about the NBA is there are times where, like, I mean, I've, I said it on this podcast. You guys can go back and listen, like, you know, two or three seasons ago, probably even last season, where I probably, I just straight up trashed the guy. I was like, nope, he stinks, terrible, like, it's, it's over. And uh, now I'm like, I fucking love him. And, like, the thing about the NBA is that players can be so polarizing that, like, you go from one minute, except for Kevin Garnett. I always hated Kevin Garnett. I'll never like Kevin Garnett. Fuck Kevin hmm. Garnett. Um, but having said that, uh, dude, I love Lonzo Ball. There's a lot of players who, like, I flip, like, Carmelo Anthony's a player I used to flip-flop on all the time. I'd be like, I love him now. I hate him now. I love him now. I hate him. <laughs> Uh, Lonzo Ball right now, man. Love the guy. He's playing really well. It's exciting to see. I'm just happy that there's some good basketball in Chicago. As if you recall, a year or two ago, I am a now noted Bulls fan, Tad. Um, I declared that on on the podcast. There's an episode in which I declared that. So you can go back and listen to that. He he definitely didn't walk it back immediately. Uh, A couple episodes later. No, don't listen to it. Don't listen to any of the episodes after that. Just listen to the episode titled, I'm a Bulls fan now, and then skip ahead to where we are here. So, but it's fun, man. Like I live in Chicago. I want the Bulls to be good. It's it's good, you know. Like uh, yeah, it's yeah. Just, they've actually been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah my are, my friend texted they're... me the other day and he goes, yeah, about the first year, first time in it. He's like, he's like, are the Bulls actually good? Because he's like, this is the first time in a decade I've actually given a shit about them. And I was like, yeah, they're good. So they're yeah. fun, man. They're fun. They've Going, been fun to watch. Him and I got tickets uh, to go see them on November sixth against the seventy sixers. I wonder if I'll get to see Ben Simmons. If I do, I'll throw a hot dog at him. <laughs> Nikki, don't, Nikki, we don't need another Nikki. malice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's got. Uh, I'm not going to throw any projectiles at Ben Simmons. I want to be very clear. Yeah, I just thought that we was, don't. You know. We don't need yet another white man throwing something at one of the guys during the. Well, game. here's the I'll, here's the thing. Here's why we might be. Well, we it may we may not avoid malice in the palace, but like I'm definitely I'm sitting 300 level. So like they're not going <laughs> to come after even they're, reaching. They're not going to come after me. I mean, yeah. number one, we're banking on me being able to throw a fucking hot dog from right. the 300 level say, to hit me. But number two, in the very very unlikely event that I am capable of throwing a hot dog that far and it does hit him, they're going to go after somebody in the in the hundred level. Like they're not coming up all the way. Like by that time, or I'll Joel be long and, gone. Joel Embiid is like it was that guy right there, three hundred <laughs> level. I can see him running away. Oh, he just tripped. Clearly. Across the, across the people. <laughs> the guy who's wearing an Oxford under his Lonzo Ball jersey. That guy. <laughs> he's, he's, no, there's a wait, lot of those. I need to go to Bulls jersey. He's running. Bulls wait, wait, wait. Hold on. He's stopping at the concession stand to get a beer. And now he's still running. <laughs> yeah, he's running again. <laughs> he's running run. again. Oh, man. Oh, man. And that's that's the day that Tad threw a hot dog at <laughs> Ben Simmons. What about you, oh. Nikki? Who are you impressed with? Well, if I'm being honest, I did think about saying Lonzo Ball, but I was like, that seems too homerish. So I'm glad that yeah. Tad was able to do that for me. I can't believe I'm about to say this. It is also my <laughs> my uh um AKA for today. Kyle Kuzma has played two pretty good games. Ballin. Eighteen and a half points, thirteen rebounds, two and a half assists on forty six point seven percent from the field. 41% from three, but only 50% from the free throw line. I don't know why he's shooting like shit from free throw, but surprisingly been playing well. 
the Lakers finally got to say that they got a win without him and without Caruso, <laughs> who's also been playing great. Um, but yeah, I've been very surprised. He's it's his numbers are very clearly up from, you know, his career points just barely because his career average is fifteen. Uh, but he doesn't average very many rebounds. I don't know what the fuck's happening with these games. He's getting all these boards. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to speak too soon, but they, uh, they're two and zero. Yep, two and zero, making a making a move for that eight seed, baby. Love it, love it. Yeah. Um, I would also say just like as another, just kind of like one more, just kind of call out. The Warriors look really good. Yes, that's yeah, also the I team almost, that I, I thought, almost chose. Like, I look almost so chose good. them. I almost so chose good. them, but I wanted to give you guys some love with the Bulls, so that was part of the reason why. I yeah, they're th- they're three and zero currently, tied for first place. Uh, Steph Curry has just continued from what happened last year. He was like, "Oh no, I'm not stopping." Did you see uh, uh, when they were against the Clippers? Paul George. Was like, go ahead, just shoot it from the logo, and he's like, you want me to shoot it from the logo? He's like, yeah, go ahead, shoot it from the logo. He just fucking Incredible hits it right moment. in his face. <laughs> Incredible uh, moment. And then that man, Paul George was quoted as saying, "I don't care who you are, that's a bad shot." <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is Steph? Steph Curry right now is averaging thirty-one points, nine rebounds, yeah, because he had back to back games of ten rebounds, uh, and then seven assists on 43 percent from the field, thirty-eight percent from three, and ninety-five percent from the free throw line. Yeah, they just look. They look very in sync this year. Like, and and they're Otto getting Porter good is a good pickup. Auto Porter has been shit this year. I can. Andrew Wiggins has been fucking great. He's been doing so very well. Suck it, Jay. Jordan Jordan Bol- ben Simmons, yeah. would you? Ben Simmons I isn't st- even fucking playing, and Andrew still, Wiggins is out here still at getting eighteen that. a night. I still maintain that, but there's the thing is they're also fun. Bielitsa. They play good defense. Bielitsa was a great pickup for them. Like, he was low he key great, was pickup. great pickup. But I like like what's what's interesting is like they they played really good defense last year and they're continuing to do so this year. But they are shooting the shit out of the ball right now, like across the team. Like they are really shooting the shit out of the ball. And this is this is without Clay. Like this is no Clay. Like they're gonna be fun this year. Like I. Yeah, Nikki, you might have been writing your preseason predictions. Like, this might be like a top four team in the Western Conference. Like, yes, very which much then, so. Which then gives the the whole thing that Steph Curry might get himself a. He could a, win MVP uh, this year. I mean, if, if he plays at the same he level he played last like year this, and they're like a top four seed, that's an MVP season. That's Absolutely. an MVP season. I would like. Especially. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Because I'm going to change the Warriors. Get, so please go. I was going to say, especially if they get top three. That's all I was going to say. Literally, last bit. Mm. Uh, I'd just like to make special mention to a player that is near and dear to my heart. But uh, as I texted you guys the other night, Tyler Hero is so fucking back. Yeah, that what Miami soft- team's fun. What sophomore slump? Bubble Tyler Hero is here. Yeah, he looked yeah. good. I, I mean, I look. Miami's like, I mean, two very hard fought games. Beat the shit out of the Bucks. Like, just destroy the Bucks. Um, yeah. I mean, they're you know lost a tough one to the Heat the other night, but like, they're good. They're they're they good. They, like they're they a solid the, team. They are the Heat, so it's weird that they did they did they beat themselves in that. Are you indicating that? They <laughs> I'm beat sorry. Themselves? They lost to the Pacers. They lost I, to the I Pacers. You, they beat the shit out of the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> fucker. Real but no, quick. like yeah, they're good. Tyler Hero is averaging 28.5 points per game right now. Eight rebounds, two and a half assists on 47.8 from the field, 35 percent from three, and 85.7 from the free throw line. Yeah, and as we're recording he's this, he's uh, four of ten from the field with eight points, but it doesn't matter. Hey, there you go. Jimmy Butler, however, fourteen for nineteen, zero for zero from three, thirty-four points. Gotta love it. That's Jimmy. Gotta love it. <laughs> Gotta love it. Holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Anywho, on to the next topic. On to the next topic. We're going to the exact opposite now. Let's talk disappointing, Ted. What team or players are you disappointed in so far? 
Yeah, hey, shout out to the Orlando Magic. My expectations were low, but holy <laughs> fuck. They're so bad. They're, they're fucking so bad. terrible. They're the, they're the worst team in the league by far. By they far. are so Hey, they have a win. Fucking they do have a win. They did beat the Knicks. But yeah, Cole Anthony Cole went Anthony off. Went off. Cole, yeah. <laughs> uh, Just good guy. Yeah, but I mean they are legitimately fucking terrible. They are terrible. <laughs> Uh, so I, I don't know that like they're necessarily my team. I, I mean, I, I think we, some, one of you is obviously going to talk about the nets, so I'm not going to be the one to do it, but like, yeah, the magic are just so fucking bad. And like nobody else that listens, nobody that listens to this podcast or really that is a fan of the NBA that doesn't root for the magic really gives a shit. But like, I just want to put it out there that Jesus Christ, they are fucking awful. Like they are so yeah. legitimately bad. That team has absolutely no identity. Um, they have, players that like i mean granted jonathan isaac's not playing markel fultz isn't playing and neither is chumo chumo kiki hasn't played recently either um and those are like but if those are your three best players if those are the guys that like you're like oh these are our saviors like you you should still have a lot to be concerned about so yeah yeah those are not savior names um yeah, that was a very niche take for a very uh, singular audience. I'm but, sorry, uh, I just okay, I, I it's okay. To, I understand I it. it out there. I mean, I, uh, I, you guys will say the teams that like. I mean, like I said, one of you will say the Nets. I'm sure, and if you don't, we'll talk about it anyway. But anyway, please. I, I wasn't going to bring up the Nets. I was actually going to bring up the Lakers. The Lakers, I think, so far are a team that I am quite disappointed in. I mean, they got their first win yesterday because Carmelo Anthony dropped 28 points. Like, if it's not for Carmelo having like a game that he hasn't had in probably six years. They lose that game again. Like it's the makeup of the team. I watched the opening night game against Golden State, and I I will say this: like I don't want to overreact too much because they are the Lakers, and like LeBron teams have done this in the past. Or like like uh what was it 2018 when they had like Isaiah Thomas and like Jay Crowder and fucking Derrick Rose was on that team, and then like D Wade, and then at the they had that massive trade where they went and got Larry Nance Jr. and Jordan Clarkson, like. This team kind of reminds me of that. It's like just kind of this weird hodgepodge of like old guys and players whose names we know, but we're like, do they really fit? Like, and everybody was talking about this during the offseason. We're just like, cool. They went to go get Westbrook. Not sure how that's going to work. It hasn't. Uh, you know, they go get Kendrick Nunn. They get Malik Monk, who's like had a good season last year, but like it's fine so far this year. It's just a weird mix of guys. Like, and they're playing lineups with Rondo and Westbrook on the, on the court at the same time. And like, it's not like, working. It just doesn't make any sense. And LeBron needs a guys who can stretch the floor for him to play two non-shooters. Like, and not not even just non-shooters. I mean, like, just horrendous shooters at the same time. Like, Russ has looked pretty rough thus far. And just like the whole the the lineups that Vogel's been putting out there are just like they're just clunky. They're clunky as hell. You know, LeBron's doing LeBron shit. Like he's averaging 26 already. Like Anthony Davis is coming out, like he's come out to a hot start, like 26 and 11. Melo's been their third best player. And it's just, it's not even close, you know? And you you bring in a guy like Russ, who, as we currently <laughs> speak, is shooting... Would anybody like to venture a guess what his three-point percentage is right now? 13. I was going to say 14, so... 9.1%. Oh. Right. He is shooting 9.1%, 35% from the field on the season so far. Um, but, sh- but shooting, but shooting. I'm going to say, Shooter's listen, gonna shoot. we're three games in. Yeah. The Lakers are, I don't think, are a team that you can yet say you're disappointed with because a lot of fresh faces, kind of figuring some stuff out. Like it's going to be a whole thing. 
Jay kind of hit the nail. They got LeBron. Like I'm not worried. I, like the the, the most mind boggling thing is that at age 37, I'm like, well, LeBron. They've still got LeBron. They've still got 37 year old LeBron, so they'll be fine. Um, which is just preposterous to think about. But yeah, I mean, I'm not ready to say I'm worried or disappointed in the Lakers yet because I think we all kind of knew that there was going to be this like weird growing pains, and maybe they don't finish that well. Like I, you know, they 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 may not. Um, but like right now, I'm I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold any judgment on the Lakers of um, for the time being. And that's not to say that your take is wrong or that like, that's like you, but like, I'm just of the camp of like, I'll take the, just consider me a member of the wait and see tribe. Yeah, I get Nikki? that. Nikki? Um, this is a sidebar. It's not the one I really do actually want to talk about. Uh, Although none of us expected them to be great, New Orleans looks like absolute trash. Called it. Trash, trash. Fucking called it. They're terrible. They're terrible. It's, They're absolutely it's terrible. real bad. They're terrible. David I was Griffin not expecting is to be that the bad. worst GM in all of I used to push NBA. back on you on that, but at this rate, like I can't, I can't defend him There's anymore. There's no defense. I can't That's defend him. Because the only bad. good move he ever did was sign LeBron, who was coming back to Cleveland anyway. I could have been the fucking GM there and could have gotten. And then, and then, what did he do? He traded for he traded Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love because LeBron said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not doing this with young players. I'm trying to win a championship. Like, get me some better players." And so he did. But that was the only thing that did. I could have done that. I could have done that job. Any uh, any of the three of us in here could have done that job because all we did was what LeBron asked. Like what all he did was what LeBron asked him to do and would have asked us to do. So yeah, yeah. I might have fucked it up. I'm like, oops, sorry, didn't mean to do that, LeBron. <laughs> um, yeah, New Orleans was, ugh. and also I, Brooklyn wasn't a, the one on my mind. Mine is Boston. I know again, this is a team that we were thinking going to be four or five. They're they're three games so far have not been very good um i have not i have not like i i don't know i haven't been very impressed watching them i've seen a lot of mistakes from them on the on the court um robert williams looks good i'll give it to him he's good good and obviously jason tatum and and jalen brown are good players well and i think i think like that was what we talked about in the preseason show was just like one of those teams where i'm like i'm not really sure how to feel about like boston was one of those teams because like and then we call we talked about it last week in our episode was just like once you get past Tatum and Brown, like this is not a very deep team. Like right now, mm-hmm. their third leading scorer is Al Horford. Al Horford, a guy who they traded away two years ago, or well, I guess they let him go, but then yeah. made a trade to bring him back from OKC. Like Al Horford, a guy who basically did not play for Oklahoma City last year, not because he was incapable. They they basically sat him for the most majority of the year so that they could tank. But like this team is not deep. They don't have many offensive weapons besides Tatum and Brown, and it's already kind of showing like it's already showing. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two are going to show out. They're going to be all-stars like Tatum's been playing really well. You know, obviously Jalen after coming back from COVID, like killing okay. it. Dennis Rich has been fine. Like he's, you yeah. know, I mean 12 points a game, but he's shooting 37% from the field. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, 38, 20% from three. Like he's not it. Like Marcus smart. Also still a terrible shooter, you know, putting up seven points a game on 11% from Oh, no, pardon me, 30% from three. Like, it just, yeah, you know, they bring in Josh Richardson, too, to, like, maybe be, like, a 3 and D wing type. And, like, he didn't do it last year in Dallas. He didn't do it in Philly. And, you know, we might just have to admit that Josh Richardson is not that good. He's just not that good. Yeah. I've never thought he was that good. You were high on him at one point. I was. I was. Um, not, I liked him in Miami. This is, not, this is not my intention. I'm not trying to call you out here because there have been plenty of players who like I've him. been high on and you have been on the, the inverse of, and uh, you were right. But this is one. I was never a big fan of him, and I remember when like they, he went to Philly and people were like, ooh, like, this is like, a, like eh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. 
Um, the Celtics are just they're, they're honestly here we go. Here's your segue. Celtics are kind of like the the Nets. The Nets role players have been. I mean, James Harden has not looked good, but the nah, Nets role players have been abysmal. Um, I'm going to yeah. say this really quick before you keep going. He has probably gotten the biggest brunt of the new uh, rules for like he has. offensive. He has, and defensive but he was also he was also like the name. biggest like yeah, no, offender yeah, it. of all the rules. I thought that was Trey Young. You said last week that it was Trey Young. Oh, he, yes. he is. Like there's a there's a there's a group of guys like Steph, Trey. James Harden and like CP3, those guys were the four guys who were just like exploiting the rules to no end. Like four percent of exploitation. Yeah, and it was just like to the extent they were just like, this is we're making this rule for them. Even Dame to some extent. Yeah, I mean I think like pretty much any Yeah, but the out of out of the five guys you just said, the only one who really seems to not being able to change it up a little bit is James Harden. And he's not having a bad season. He's he's not yeah. shooting great from the field, but he's you know he's lighting it up from three. He's still shooting forty percent from three right now, thirty nine. Like he's he's doing his thing. You know he's he's leading the offense. But I think to Tad's point, like you know the I think the signing that everybody was most excited about was Patty Mills, and he's averaging twelve points a game on. I mean fifty. Actually, he's shooting sixty nine percent from three right now. Nice. Like it's just nice. <laughs> yeah. I had to round up. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, 12 points a game. But, like, this is a very top-heavy team. It's always been a very top-heavy team. Like, um, you know, outside of, like, KD and and James Harden, like, this is a top-heavy team. And, like, they've got a deep roster. And I, I think it's going to take them a while, too, to, like, figure out what their rotations are because, like, they're also so big man heavy. Like, they have so many big dudes. Like, Claxton, Griffin, Millsap, fucking uh, uh, Marcus Aldridge. Yeah. Like, it's just a very – it's a very big, heavy team. And KD, like KD, also like your small ball five. So yeah. I think it's going to take them a little bit to get their their rotations in order and getting Patty Mills kind of like integrated with the team. Um, I'm not worried about the Nets. Not even I also have bit. to say, also in New York, the Knicks are doing great. I kind of like the Knicks are doing bad. I want but the Knicks to be so bad now after that first game. After that one, yeah. After um, that, I like. I can't the, help but root for the Knicks. Oh, I, like the, the New Yorkers that root for them piss me off. But like, I don't know. There's just something lovable about the oh. the the Knicks. Like, it, it, they're they're like these like the the roster that they have are like kind of like these like like plucky underdogs. You know, it's it's they're like yeah, kind of cast cast off. It's, from it's other a very teams it's a that, very Knicks team. Like it really like it is a it is a true like. The Knicks teams that we grew up with, this is akin to those like '90s Knicks teams. Yeah. Obviously, they don't have a trans, like a trans, like uh, you know, uh, <laughs> what was I gonna say, transcendental, uh, transcendent. Thank you. They don't have yeah. this like transcendent star, like this superstar, like Patrick Ewing. They've got Julius Randle, which hey, if Julius Randle can do more Julius Randle shit, well. and he is like, if he can do what he did last year, he is a star in this league. And then you have a bunch of just like tough fucking guys around him. And this is where this is where I I have the. The Knicks are doing fine, but I don't think Kemba Walker's been doing good in these game, three games no. they've played. No, dude, they're like he in crunch shooting, time. Derrick Rose is their guy. Like Derrick yeah, Rose is their he, guy in crunch time. He's shooting fifty-seven percent from three, but ten points, two rebounds, two assists. Like he's not doing much. Uh, I don't know. Why, I don't know why he. And then, like you said, like they don't. They're not putting him in as much. He's like kind of being put. Like it's it becomes the. Derek Rose and Evan Fournier show. Evan yeah. Fournier has been Which playing also, well for them. Evan Fournier has been doing his thing, but that's what it's he does, good, man. He comes in, he, he shoots hot, and then like you come into the playoffs and he pretty much disappears. I hate that yeah. fucking guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. There was a point in Tad's life where he was the savior of the magic. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that, but I do apologize for your life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, 
<laughs> I'd like my parents to apologize to me for my life, but they've yet to do so. So, no, just kidding. Love you, mom and dad. I, yeah. Keep, keep <laughs> winning. Uh, okay. Uh, any last thoughts or things you guys want to talk about? I'm good here. Any, any pieces? I'm so excited. Uh, wait, really quick. Let's double check what's going on. Okay, the Bulls are only up six. I was going to say the Bulls are actively trying to give this game up, but Demar's yeah, they, Demar's about to ice it. I, I was to say I think that's what's going to happen too. Yeah. Would Bang. like Demar to, just iced it. Love him. I, I would really just like to um, mention one quick thing. Uh, this is Tad's hockey moment uh, that I like to bring up on every podcast. All right, I'm uh, but my recording. beloved Chicago Blackhawks have played 360 minutes of hockey this season and have not had a lead for one single second. Yeah. So an uh, NHL record. Correct. Longest, longest ever. Well, yep. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know it's bad when Nikki knows that that's an NHL record because. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I learned about it because Bob and I were talking about how bad they've been. Yeah, they uh, are uh, <laughs> the really, really other bad. Brethren and with less I'm hoping that like tomorrow Jeremy Colleton gets fired. I'm sure the fucking Blackhawks will keep him around longer just to drive the dagger a little deeper into my heart. But uh, yeah, I lost the other night six to three to the fucking Red Wings. And if there's a team that I hate losing to more than any- anyone, it is absolutely the Red Wings. So. Uh, things are not good here, but uh, I'm going to keep watching because, like every other Chicago sports fan, I'm a sucker, and I'm not going to stop tuning in. <laughs> and with that, we head off over to plugs. Follow me on Instagram at tad.hall. That's T-A-D dot H-A-L-L. Bam. Yeah. You can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza, and you can follow the podcast at NBA Pod. Also, if you're on TikTok, you can follow at Valley Ghostbusters. All right. Well, for Tad, for Jay, I've been Nikki. This has been NBA. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye.